this um, this would have probably been around 97, 1997, when this um, when this happened. And I remember pretty pretty clearly, like extremely clearly. Um, I was coming home from school. I was going to college at the time, and uh, I lived, you know, 75 miles, 80 miles away, but living on my own. And um, got home about, it was at that exact same time as my dad. My dad was a deputy sheriff for Neshoba County at the time. And uh, we had pulled in, he had pulled in together, kind of in the same little driveway. And uh, we both get out of the car at the same time. You know, it's like we almost planned it that way, but it wasn't. It's was just kind of a random deal. And uh, so he's just standing. We hadn't even gone into the house, and he's got the kind of the car door open, and I'm closing my – and I'd gotten my bag out of my car when his radio, his police radio, went off, and it was saying uh, the dispatcher, shots fired, shots fired at the Colonial House Motel. And of course, anybody that's listened here around, you know, Neshoba County knows where the Colonial House Hotel Motel was. Is you know been there for years. I don't know if it's still there or not, but uh, been there for years. And and we just happened to live probably less than a mile from the Colonial House Motel. Now, one thing that 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 concerned me was the word "shot fired," <laughs> shots fired, because uh, I have never desire to be in law enforcement and uh of course my dad was right at the end of a 30-year career he was around 97 he had started his, his career in 69 which he worked till 99 he did 30 years i'm pretty proud of that but um he just looked at me and he said run inside and get that sks rifle which was this this semi-automatic rifle that he had. It's more like an AK-47, but it's not a fully automatic. They called them SKS. He said, uh, run in there and get that real quick. So I do. I run in there and get it. And he he just says, jump in the car. And I'm like, what? You know? And for some reason, I never even thought about jump. I mean, like, okay, so um, I'm an art student, Dad. And he said, just jump in the car. Let's go. Um, so I did. I jumped in the car. And... Um, we tear off down the dirt road, and we get to uh, the Colonial House uh, Hotel. There's a lot of commotion in the parking lot. There's another unit pulled up. But somebody in the in the scurry out there had pointed and said, the van's headed back towards Arlington, Mississippi, on that be highway, uh, what is that, 16? Yeah, 16, 19, 19, I think it is. So Dad just turns around and peels off and here I am I'm reaching for seat belt and stuff like that and uh he don't even have a gun belt on you know he don't have a gun belt on <clears throat> and we uh we get down just a few miles away from this huge flat we called it the river swamp flat and it's just like about a mile of just a straight away and we're in that old patrol car and he just levels it down and you know those old cars they had a a uh, a speedometer needle that was about as long as a foot, you know, and it was crawling and crawling across the big long board, the dashboard, and I think I stopped counting about a hundred. I can't remember what that car, the, the dash display or speedometer display. I think it was like a hundred and twenty in those old cars. Anyway, it had gone past that, <clears throat> and uh, 
Dad was just sitting over there with one hand across the steering wheel, just, you know, sirens and blue lights going and everything like that. And, you know, I felt pretty good about it. <laughs> you know, I'd never been in a high-speed chase, and especially when it involves someone that, that possibly has a gun. And uh, so they had given a description of the vehicles, a van. We come up out of that flat, and sure enough, here comes that van matching the description back the other way. Oh, man, so Dad slings around the road and comes up behind the guy, blue lights, and the van pulls over on the side of the road. And I'm like, oh, my God, what's, what's this about? And um, so I'll tell you about that, but first let's take a, a, a small break to hear from Anchor. <laughs> so anyway, Dad jumps out of the car. And about that time, the driver of the van gets out. And I pro- this is just the way it happened. Dad standing there without a gun belt, screams at this man and says, where's that gun at? Get on the ground. And this guy just drops, drops to the ground. And here I am. I've come out with a gun. Like, what am I doing? I'm, a, I'm an art student. <laughs> that sounds just as goofy 30 years later as it did back then, my thought process. But there I was. And I know that's very anticlimactic. There wasn't a gunfight. There was anything like that. It's just my dad being a, a real alpha dog there at the moment. You know, when I come away with that story, what made me think about that story was that, you know, I never felt in danger at any time during that. I didn't. I never felt like, Although I was just this young kid in the middle, you know, which I mean, there's probably, I know there's police officers younger than me, but I was not a police officer. I had no need of that. But here I was with no experience, nothing in a chase and, uh, you know, and just really just trusting my dad. You know, I never thought about it. It's just second nature. I just jumped in, went with him and just kind of followed him. You know, a real dad will never put you in a, a situation where you can get harmed. They just won't. They want a real dad, a loving father, will never put you in a place where he can't take care of you. And in that situation where there's guns and high-speed chases and things like that, my dad had enough confidence in himself. Maybe it was some of the Lord, too. I don't know. But he had a lot of confidence in himself that, you know what, any situation I put my son in, I'll be able to take care of him. And thank God it wasn't a a terrible, terrible situation. A dad, a parent, a mom and a dad, they're never off duty. I learned something from my dad that day. Here he was just a couple of years from retirement. He was off duty. There was other people that had responded to the to the to the shooting. And he just he he responded. That's what he did. He was in he went into action. You're never off duty as a parent. You're never off duty as a friend. You're never off duty as a, Lord, let me say it, Christian. You know, and a lot of times you're called into action. That's where I mess up, man. They'll, I'll get called into some kind of action, and I'll mess it up a lot of times because I'm like, hey, I'm off duty, guys. I'm off duty. No, you're never off duty. Just never off duty. You know, there's never a resting time. The only time you're like sometimes officially off duty is when you're asleep maybe. But in life, you're always expected, you're always going to be expected to perform in life in so many different levels. If you've 
have a family. You you've got to, you know, perform as a a a, a, a dad or a mom or a husband or wife. Or, you know, and even when you grow up, if you still have your parents, if you're blessed enough to still have your parents, you still have to perform perform as a child. You know, and um, so you're never off duty. And the end of the story was. This man and his wife had gotten into an argument and she was going to try to drive off. And he said, no, you ain't going to drive off. I'm going to shoot these tires out. And that's what he did. He shot them tires off out of the Colonial House Motel and caused such a stir. But it gave me a great story about my dad. And hope you all enjoyed it. And hope you all have a great. Hey, season three, thanks so much for uh, telling me to keep on with this. This is like my 55th episode, I believe it is. Can't wait for y'all to hear it. Give me some feedback. Hit me up at eric at thisawkwardlife.com. You can find me on Instagram at thisawkwardlife. Find me on Facebook. Just follow me out of that. (laughs) And, uh, hey, I appreciate everything, man. Thank y'all so much for listening. Bye.